grab a gold ring and a red mushroom. It's the This Game Wear podcast with me, Chris, and... Me, Ashley. I've already got my red ring. Oh, no, that sounded oh. wrong. <laughs> yeah, that really did. I said red mushroom. <laughs> you said red mushroom, and, and then I just conflated the two. <laughs> well, oh, that's embarrassing. Why you a red ring? It, I don't want to speak about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've made it worse. You really have. <laughs> oh, let's just right, say it was a that... curry. It was a curry. There you go. Oh, blimey. <laughs> TMI. Well, it, would, it could have been worse. What could have been worse? Actually, no, I don't want to talk about it. No, um, I don't. So every week we get together and have a little chat about a game from our past. This week is Chris's opportunity to torture me with something shite. Awful. Come on. Or, nice. or it might be good. You know, it might be. But we'll see. I, I've quite enjoyed some of your games, to be honest. I don't know why I'm being so harsh. I'm glad you're going into it, you know, with an open frame of mind. Oh, I've got to tell you, I'm getting the clues in early. Next week, you yeah. are going to love the game that I've got for you. Really? And when I say love, I mean hate. Oh. So <laughs> I'm going to great. love it. It's going to be great. And you're going to love torturing me with it, aren't you? I can I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to torture you with it. I'm going to try and make you be good at the mm. game. I'm going to try and help you. Help you appreciate it. I'm in need of it, aren't I? So this week then, it's this game where you're in an industrial fortress. You're bouncing around and it's a spin-off from a well-known mainstream series. Sonic Spinball. Yes. Yay! I used to play awesome. this at my cousin's. On what console? Mega Drive. Was it out for other Segas? It was. So this Did is not the Game Gear version. Oh, no, you've ruined it. Not at all. Uh, I bet you have. I bet it's nope. rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> the Mega Drive version is excellent, uh, but no, this is the Game Gear version. Let's just take stock. For one moment. How many Game Gear games have we done? Right, the Game Gear hits that we've done. Yeah. So, Tales Adventure. Yep, great. How did we feel about that? Stone Cold Classic. No, that you've you've erased the entire podcast episode from your memory because we hated it. Stargate. Uh, but, but no, we did not. You must, and I love that game. No, you didn't. You loved it in the past, and then we evaluated it objectively in the Change current climate, the current day, and you said that it was naff. And then Stargate, what's it's called? Which you've never liked. Yeah, that was terrible. And then what else? Oh, Jungle Book. Yeah, but we're not. Jungle Book won't come out, will it? No, Jungle Book won't have come out. <laughs> and Jungle Book, which you won't have heard if you're listening to this uh, now, because that is a backburner episode. Yeah, if this is chronologically, we're going to release that. And but if you are listening to it, then uh, you're in the future. Massive spoiler, it's both good and bad. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, Game Gear track record is a bit wobbly. I think this game will win you round. Yeah. Right, the problem that you've got with this game, I am completely open to it being good because I know that Sonic Spinball is good, or that at least that I enjoyed it and I'm capable of enjoying it. The problem that you've got is that I've played it on the Mega Drive. I think that if I hadn't played it on the Mega Drive, you might be more likely to get me on board. Potentially. But they do not... F- <sighs> They don't really fare well against their Mega Drive counterparts, do they, Game Gear games? It's very similar, but not as, as polished for and that reasons is the problem. I will talk about presently. Okay. Did you ever realise that this game title was a pun? Sonic's Pinball. No, Pinball, no, but also Sonic Spin. It's the name of his move that he does where he goes into a ball. Well, I thought it was called Sonic Spinball. No, so, Spinball, one word. Yeah, Sonic Spinball. Mm, it's because it's, it's Pinball, but also it's... The, the spin leaders. Right. So yes, I did know that that was a pun, but I thought there was oh, something I, I hidden didn't. more. No, not like, at all. It would make more sense if the pun was that it's Sonic's pinball. 
and then when people collide them, allied them, I can't remember what the word is. Is it elision? Uh, yeah, I think it's something's elision. Yeah. Yeah. So when people allied the two words, it, it becomes sonic spinball. Mel's sonic spinball, maybe. I mean, this is this is good radio. Sonic spinball. Oh, sonic spinball. Sonic <laughs> pinball. You slagging me off to make red ring and then having a breakdown. <laughs> I've already had a couple of those today, so that's fine. This game came out 27 years ago, and I never had noticed that it was a pun in terms of Sonic Spin or whatever. So I just thought I'd note that before we move on. Okay, noted. Noted. So this game came out on the Mega Drive in 1993. It came out in November in time for Christmas. I played this on the Game Gear, which came out in autumn 1994, so nearly a whole year later. Mm. Now, the history of this game, why it came out for Christmas. I did not know well, presumably this, um, because they wanted to sell a lot of them. Oh, yeah, but... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, there's that as well. <laughs> so, yeah, yes, but you've jumped, you've jumped the gun a bit. Okay, go ahead. Right, so it was. this was developed by the American branch of Sega while the Japanese team worked on Sonic 3 and Sonic & Knuckles. Now, they were aiming for Sonic 3 and Sonic & Knuckles to come out for Christmas 1993. Sonic 3 and Sonic & Knuckles was going to be one game. And yeah. And they split it into mm. two smaller games. Well, I can't remember why they did that. Big. What was the what was the story behind splitting it? Was it just that they didn't have it ready? So they um, wanted to get something out the door? I or was don't it too know, big? but I suspect that's probably more likely that they wanted to just crack on with it. There is some kind of story behind it. I just can't remember what it was. I think it's in... You've read that console wars book haven't you yes i have yeah yes yeah, so i'm sure they detail some of the ins and outs of sonic 3 and the problems that they had i did read that book my, while my wife was in labor next to me so uh I did you... entirely <laughs> on on the book why were you reading while you were... That's oh, us into what a window into your life <laughs> what a hair on the bed and me sat there reading a book about <laughs> nintendo and sega yeah Oh, that is... And then uh, a bit later on in the labour, I got hungry and I went out for some KFC and... Missed the birth of your baby. No, no, no. Not quite. But while I was out, all hell broke loose and um, I was just sat eating KFC. What do you mean all hell broke loose? You mean like you were eating KFC while your wife was on death's door? No, not that dramatic. Oh, thank goodness. She started spurting everywhere. Oh, Jesus, wet boy. (laughs) Is that... Oh, it's not too much. I'm keeping it in. That's far too much. <laughs> oh, I enjoy saying that. <laughs> anyway, so Sega were aiming for Sonic 3 to come out Christmas 1993, and they realised it wasn't going to be possible. There was no way that was going to happen. So yeah. they needed to get something out for Christmas 1993, because at that point, this Sonic brand was, was big. So this game was developed in two months to plug that Christmas gap. Sorry, programmed in two months as well. The whole thing. So from start to finish, 61 days. I suppose they had a lot of the backbone of the game built because it uses the same engine as Sonic 3. No, it's done in... It's got a bit technical. It's done in some programming language that was kind of used specifically for the game. But I didn't make a note of that because I wasn't really interested. But (laughs) um, the the basics of the gameplay were what they went on. Mm. But the fact that it went from... So they started it in early June 1993 and finished it in August 1993. That is disgusting. the production rolling, ready to come out in November. I think it's damn impressive. I mean, it is impressive to some extent, but at the same time, it is also... The game does sometimes feel like a little bit of a demo for something bigger. Yeah, it's only four levels, which I didn't realise. Yeah, and each level's somewhat slight, isn't it? 
in terms of well in terms of what you have to do to progress so like i think it bounce around the end <laughs> yeah exactly it, the yeah. first level is draining some kind of green gunk out of something or other isn't it so that you can get have i remembered that right well each level you have to get the chaos emeralds which are hidden in different parts of the table yeah and there's there's like a big green tank full of gunk and you have to drain the yeah, tank in order to get was. into the chaos yeah. emeralds but it doesn't take that long to do and it i don't know it just feels a bit slight for it's not a full game. I don't feel like it served up a full game. Were they selling what do you that want as for a full a pinball game? game then? Well, a full table would be it would be nice. What for makes one. these not full tables then? Well, they're a bit slight. I, I don't know how many times I can mm. say the same thing. They're a bit slight. <laughs> there aren't that many elements to them, are they? So if you think about Yoku's Island, which is a pinball game that takes the, the concept of pinball and extrapolates it to a mm. an adventure game, compare that to Sonic Spinball. Yeah, there's much more meat here, isn't there? Yeah, there's a lot more meat to it. Yoku's Island was sold as a... I mean, it was a very, very reasonable game uh, in terms of price and what it delivered. But Sonic Spinball, as you said, it delivers four levels and each level is quite slight. I don't I don't know how else to say it. It's, there's not much to get your teeth around, is there? I haven't played this for a for about 25 years, so I can't really remember. It's just that I have very fond memories of it. I do, I do. And I, I have a habit of doing this, moaning about things that I like. So let me just reiterate, I right. I do like this. I do like Sonic Spinball. I like the experience of Sonic Spinball. I just wish it was more. I wish there was a bit more to it. Maybe I'll be surprised and find that there's a fully fledged pinball table sized environment for each level. But if you think about when you go into a bar like we do on the regular. Tables. Yeah, yeah, with yeah, a pinball course. table in the corner. And they're, yeah. it's a, they're not little things, are they? They're big. And each one has different sets, different areas for you for you to get the pinball in. There's all these like cool little um, tracks that the pinball mm. will run around and do. it'll sort of feel like you're doing tricks with the pinball. So that's what I remember this game as having, that the, the tables have all got the different areas in. Maybe I'm just remembering it, you know, through rose-tinted glasses. I think you're right. I think they do have little areas, but the little areas aren't very large. <laughs> they, are, they are little areas. It's a small area that has been segmented into even smaller parts, and it doesn't feel okay. like a, a full pinball experience to me. But I might be pleasantly surprised and realise that I'm totally wrong. So do you know the genesis of this game? In terms of, you know, why they decided to make this game. Was that a bumcher? You told me. You just told me. What level was it based on from Sonic 2? Oh, right. Is that what you mean? Yeah. And yes, he was a bumcher. I don't know. I don't know that. But what so, I will tell you is it gave me... The first level, at least, gave me, like, like alien vibes, you know? Yeah, that was one of the things I wanted to talk about was how grimy it is. Is that what yeah, you mean? it really was. It, yeah, yeah, I do totally. It, it felt like it took the aesthetic of the first Alien film or of the Alien films and uh, prescribed it to Sonic, which I really liked. I thought it was great. The fact that this it, it, it's supposed to be a fortress that Robotnik has built on top of a volcano, but mm. it really feels like it's this proper old industrial, almost falling apart fortress. Yeah, thinking about it, it made me think about Star Wars. Now, I know you mm. said before you're not a huge fan of Star Wars, and I'm kind of on the fence, like, so I was all right. But there's a, a writer I really enjoy reading, Paul Rose, who sometimes writes under the airs of Mr. Biffo from Digitizer. Yeah, I know, yeah. And he's a huge Star Wars fan. And mm. one of the things that he said about that he likes about Star Wars in one of his writings that he's done about Star Wars was about how when he first watched the film in 1977, he liked how grimy the ships were, the, the fact that they're mm. falling apart. So there's a, a, a key plot point in, in episode four where they go to the, is it that the ship falls apart? Is little land speeder thing that Luke and Obi-Wan Kenobi ride on? The fact that is, is it that part of it falls off or something? Are you asking me to confirm details of Star Wars? I'm misremembering it as I'm talking about it. Anyway. I know what you mean. I do know what you, 
you're but the ship's really shonky and it sort of mm. backfires and it's 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 like it's a pristine white ship it, it's really grotty and horrible and that's what i feel this game is like it it isn't presenting a view of robotnik as being the uh you know he's making these amazingly clean metallic yeah. yeah exactly it just is a bit rinky dink and yeah falling apart and i really like that yeah i think that's part of what i'm getting at with the um, allusion to Alien as well. There's a working machine mm. feel to what's going on in that film, and there is the same feeling in uh, in Sonic, as well as the fact that it is dark. I don't, and I don't mean, I mean visually very dark. I don't mean mm, thematically. Is, yeah. We might get again. We might get in there and find that it's thematically dark as well, and that there's some kind of horrible cloning experiment going on in the background or something. We had in the first level. There's that like creepy dragon thing, isn't there? Living in the slime at the bottom of the level. Do you remember that? No, I don't. So that's exactly what I was talking about. Like, it, it's just... suddenly if you if you fall into the gunk or get near the gunk, it suddenly lurches up out of the slime. So now that you're saying it, I kind of that always used to panic me a lot. Mm. Which you shouldn't necessarily get from a pinball game. So it must be doing something right. Yeah. I like to say I don't want to disparage the game because actually. I quite like it. I only remember enjoying it. I just think that I wanted more of what it gave me. And they never kept, they never followed up on this, did they? There was a sequel I was found out really? about from right, 2003. Okay, so there was a Ooh, sequel on Game Boy Advance called Sonic Pinball Party. Right. And it was more of like a homecoming, I suppose, for lots of Sega characters. It apparently had lots of other Sega characters in there. It wasn't just a Sonic thing. And, and, you know, on the Game Boy Advance 2003, 10 years after this came out. It's... And even calling it Sonic Pinball Party m- makes mm. it sound like they went completely in the opposite direction from where the yeah. original was. Yeah, exactly. so not really a sequel in the vein that I would, would have hoped for. So it's based on Casino Night from Sonic 2. Which, Didn't know that. So when Sonic 2 came out, apparently Casino Night was one of the levels that was re- really well received because mm. people were enjoying it. I hated Casino Did Night. Did you? Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. I, I think it seems obvious um, that it should be based on Casino Nights, given what ha- what Casino Nights is like. So I should have seen oh. that coming. I think that Casino Nights stands out to me as one of the better themed levels in Sonic. Right. I think so. that may... Well, I think that the, the music and the, and the visuals and the dynamism that comes as part of that level, they all work very well together and they create quite a strong impression where other levels in Sonic some maybe don't. I think that's what I didn't like about it. It felt too abstract possibly. It just okay. it was really but I, I just never really liked Casino Night. And Ditto Carnival Night in Sonic 3, which is a poor man's uh, casino night from Sonic 2. Yeah. Mm. Casino Nights and Chemical Zone were probably my favourite levels in any Sonic games. And when you compare them to something like Marble Zone, which has good music and it it's does, a yeah. it's a decent level in like relative to any other Sonic level or set of levels anyway. I still think that Casino Nights creates a stronger impression than somewhere like that. Has more of an identity. Mm. The only reason that Green Hill Zone has more of a presence in the sort of Sonic pantheon than maybe even Casino Nights is because it's the first level I think Definitely. and everybody's yeah. seen no, it and everybody's played it. But it stands up there. Green Hill Zone, Chemical Zone, and Casino Nights, I think, probably are the three most iconic sets of levels from Sonic games. Green Hill and Chemical Plants were ones that were in Sonic Generations. I don't... 
I think Zero Night was DLC, actually. Do you ever play Sonic Generations? Yeah, I did play Sonic Generations. Do you want to guess what I thought of it? Terrible. Middling. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but that's because I think all of Sonic is middling. And the only really outstanding Sonic game, as far as I'm concerned, is Sonic Mania. (laughs) Sonic Mania is is a great choice. Well, that's one of the reasons why I went for this game was because we did Mario last week. I thought we'd go for Sonic this week, but I want to go for something a bit more out there in terms of Sonic. So that is why I chose this. Okay, that's interesting. Cool. So it, does that open up the conversation between us that Sonic isn't as good as Mario? Any version of Mario? In your opinion. Yeah. And having played Mario 3, uh, maybe in my youth I was wrong, incorrect <laughs> in my judgment as to yeah. Sonic being better. But, yeah. you know, the folly of youth. So you've mentioned the music a few times. The music in this game is amazing. The Mega Drive soundtrack is absolutely incredible. The music to the first level of the Mega Drive version of this is, in my opinion, one of the best pieces of game music ever. It's such a fantastic piece of music. Okay, so I don't remember any of the music, so that's oh. going to be a nice little surprise for me. However, it's different on the Game Gear version, which is disappointing. Maybe we but... should play the Mega Drive version. So you've just said to me, you just said, the music in this is amazing, it's astounding, it's the best piece of music ever made for any game ever. But we're not playing that version, so put that on the back burner. Because I wanted to lead into a bit more trivia about it. Oh, right, okay. Everything for the trivia. Go I found all, all this research I did earlier, I found this this so interesting. So immediately before shipping, the team found that Sega didn't have the rights to the Sonic the Hedgehog theme tune because it was owned by the Japanese band Dreams Come True. So oh. the lead composer of Sonic Spinball was given two hours to write a new theme tune because that, that was that was the time they had before like, yeah, it has to go and all that. I mean, that is quite astounding, really. So he wrote, yeah. he wrote the music for this game. Well, he wrote the music for the Mega Drive version of this game in two hours. I think just the theme tune. Okay. Before we get into playing the game then, one more thing I just wanted to discuss briefly. This tenuously was created to tie in with the Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon that was also being aired at this point in the early 90s. Right. That's probably the one that I'm familiar with. The one that's very wacky and zany and... And chili dogs everywhere. Yeah, that one. So I thought, well, I don't remember... It has no tie whatsoever. (laughs) No. Well, so I looked into this a bit more deeply and on the Genesis Mega Drive box art, Sonic's in the foreground in the bottom right corner with his legs looking like a pinball... And there's a, the fortress that you play through the whole game in is in the background. And then there's Robotnik is hovering in his ship, sort of like shaking a fist at Sonic angrily. On the Mega Drive version, it's the the standard Robotnik with these looking egg shapes and rounded head and big red moustache. On the Game Gear Master System version, they changed that version of Robotnik to look to be the Robotnik from the cartoon. Really? Yeah. We, I mean, we've talked recently in, uh, between ourselves about the differences between Ma- Mega Drive and Master System boxes, haven't mm. we? So did they start, and this is a genuine question that I'm not expecting you to know the answer to, but did they start marketing the Mega Drive, the Master System, to younger kids and then in line with marketing the Mega Drive to, to older kids? Did they that's make an active? That's what I was wondering if yeah. there was that. There was obviously some decision because someone decided within Sega, right, we're going to have that Star Robotnik on the Genesis Mega Drive, that Star Robotnik on the Master System Game Gear. Yeah. And I was wondering why that is. So I then started looking into other Sonic games that also linked to the Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon. And the only other one I could find, there might be others, a bit more rarer, but the only one I could find was Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine because that mm. one was where it was him you see, I didn't realise that that was linked to the cartoon either but yeah I... well in in that game it's all about uh, Grounder and Scratch who are the, the robot chicken and the robot the, the robot ah yeah that are one. in the cartoon okay. and it, it's that they let's see that they've 
he sent them off on some sort of scheme and they did it wrong and that's why the beans are there, something like that. But it, it ties into the cartoon directly, whereas no other Sonic game, as far as I'm aware, has yeah. that link. No. Interesting. You see, I didn't play Moonbeam Machine at the time, so I wouldn't have made that link. I've, I have only played it on the uh, like the Gems collection, I think it was, or one of the That's two. the only time I played on it GameCube. as well. Yeah. I got really into Dodge Front's Moonbeam Machine on the Gems collection. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Mm. Okay. Each to their own. <laughs> You're not a fan? Well, I like that kind of puzzle game, but and it's not a bad iteration, but it doesn't do anything to stand out. Fair enough. I don't say that. I don't think I've got anything else to say about the game either, so let's flip some flippers and spin some balls and play some pinball. Yeah, I'm going to go spin my balls and then I'll join <laughs> you to play some Sonic afterwards. I'll see you soon. Bye. You horrible man. Sonic Spinball. You alright? <laughs> don't, don't ruin it. Just reflecting. Yeah, I was. I made the mistake of playing the wrong version of that. <laughs> you did. And saying, this is this is really good. I'm going to ask for you my words. This this gameplay. Oh, oh, it looks really nice. Oh, this is brilliant. I can't believe they got this on a Game Gear. And then it was the wrong version. Yeah, I'd accidentally installed the wrong version. So I was playing the Mega Drive version. And it's great. If you if you want to play Sonic Spinball on the Mega Drive, do it because it's really good. Looks nice, plays nice. And then I started to doubt it after about maybe twenty minutes of playing it and enjoying <laughs> it, solidly enjoying it for twenty minutes. Start to think, well, this can't be right. This is not a Game Gear game, is it? It turned out it won. <laughs> so we got you set up on the Game Gear version. You came crashing down to earth, didn't you? Yeah, I I mean it was a bit of a bittersweet pearl to taste because <laughs> I. I was fully prepared and ready to eat my words on all of it. Like, oh, the Game Gear hasn't got good games on it and the Game Gear can't produce nice looking things and the Game Gear doesn't have nice sounds. I'd said all that and I was fully prepared to say I'm wrong. And then, and then you were proven right in all right. counts. Yeah, and it felt good to be proven right. But also I was quite looking forward to finding something new to like. So but you liked yeah. it on the Mega Drive? Yeah, I like it on the, the Mega Drive version is really nice. And it really is a marvel to me that they made that in two months mm. from the ground. Yeah, it was incredible, wasn't it? The Minecraft version. Yeah, you had a lot going yeah, on as well. I really, really enjoyed it. Like, like you said, everything about it. It looked nice. It played really well. The music was just as, as I remember it being as well. You weren't as impressed by the music as I was, but hey ho. No, I wasn't as bowled over. It sounded like fairly standard Sonic fare. I was expecting from what you'd said for it to be astounding, but it was fairly standard Sonic-y blips and blops. So, the Game Gear version then. What did you like about yeah. the Game Gear version? I did say something that I liked, didn't I? And I didn't write it down. You said it was fast. Yeah, it was fast. It, it played a lot faster and a lot smoother than I expected. So that was nice. And I think that if it was the 90s, if it was the early 90s, or even for me, just the 90s anywhere, and I had a Game Gear that, was, that didn't need to be attached to the wall in order to operate, then I'd have been quite fond of that game probably because it it was a nice little pinball game a nice portable little pinball game yeah and emphasis on the portable i think that's what probably made this an acceptable sonic spinball the fact that it was theoretically in your pocket if you had very very baggy pockets yeah no one was carrying the game gear around 
No one was carrying the Game Gear around in their pocket. No one was taking the Game Gear out of their house because they didn't have the power. <laughs> they didn't have enough pocket room for the batteries that would have been required. I had a little carry case. I had a Game Gear on one side and then it flipped open and had enough room for six cartridges on the other side and it zipped up and had a little thing to put over your shoulder. It said, cool dude on it. And did it zip up and have a little space for a, a 24-hour generator? as well you had to wheel that along behind you an an oil powered generator yeah you had to wheel that behind you yeah definitely okay cool uh yeah because that's what was needed it said cool dude on it did it it did and i never felt cooler than walking down the street with my game gear slung over my shoulder i never actually did it it just housed my game gear when i took it from the front room to my bedroom to play it in my bedroom for a bit of novelty right (laughs) yeah i mean i think that any time you go so far as to label an accoutrement to label anything with the words cool dude that mm. is really when you cross the line from being a cool dude to being not a cool dude being a sad sack yeah i had a portable tape player as well that also had the word attitude on it and again why well you know me i'm full of attitude always was always has been yeah the 90s were strange weren't they, they? they were in retrospect it's from boots they... why were boots making tape players that said attitude on <laughs> The fact that you could buy a, a tape player from Boots, a portable CD players. I remember they probably do this stuff even now. Like Boots, of all places, people were going and getting Christmas presents from Boots. Oh yeah, and it'd be like portable CD player. Yeah, what, what's that That's about? <laughs> I don't. I just don't understand it. It's a. It's a chemist. Yeah. So. I'd rather got some cough sweets, to be honest, than a a tape player from Boots. Do they have a... You're probably quite well placed to answer this, actually. Do they have, like, an equivalent thing as to, like, in the 90s, labelling things with attitude? Do they have an equivalent now? Do kids walk around with things on their persons now? You get also from uh, um, Smiggle that has stuff like that on. What's Smiggle? You know what Smiggle is? No, I do not. Oh, my days. All right, Smiggle is a stationary place that's aimed at children of about, between about four and 13. It's that really big, chunky pencil cases and uh, pencils that smell of Coca-Cola. I was going to say Coke, but then you'd have probably made some joke about white powder. So I changed my mind then. No, I wouldn't. wouldn't No, no, you wouldn't have possibly done that. And like gel pens have got glitter and all this sort of stuff. It's all really bright and in your face and it's so really... all the stuff that you would have got from wh smiths at one point yeah but like on acid like really bright vivid colors it's it's good stuff really? but it's just it's just really you know in your face and i i bet they garish. have garish that's exactly the word and i bet they have stuff that says like kind of hench on it or swole oh yeah actually that is one of the that's, that's what i was talking about like yeah. hench yeah hench. swole i had to look up because rolled said it in animal crossing and i had absolutely no idea what the word meant so i had to google it you didn't I, know what swole meant no and oh, I, maybe i felt so straight laced you're saying them all now and i'm aware of them Mm. more than i thought i was is there one for now do they put those things on tape players these days though do people use tape players nowadays would you you get a tape player from boots that said hench on it there's a lot of like rad supposition in that sentence but (laughs) it's on the right sort of lines i suppose (laughs) to be honest uh tapes are coming back in Let's they just are. put that out of there. Yeah. For some weird reason. In the same yeah. way that vinyl came in. Retro, isn't it? Again. Yeah. Have you got a vinyl no. collection, Christopher? No. No. You asked that like you thought I was going to say yes, and then you're going to poo-poo You me. are the sort. You are the sort. Well, what's the Let's point? Like, having some of the vinyl, like, it's it's less accessible. It's more difficult to use. Ditto tape. It's audiophilia, isn't it? I don't understand why you want to have on tape in 2020. No. Other than <laughs> no, just, to, do I. just to say you've got it on tape. Again. It just seems 
pointless to me, but hey ho. You know, like you could buy tapes from Woolies or whatever. Yeah. With full albums and stuff on. I didn't really have tapes like that. We just had tapes that you could record onto or whatever that my mum had captured. Off the radio. An album off somebody else or something like that or off the radio or something. But one tape that I did get bought, my auntie bought me for Christmas. Can't remember the year, but you might be able to tell me. Although I don't remember which album it was, but I do know that it was five. You know, the boy band five. Everybody get up. Five will make you get down now. Yeah. Like Baby, bring 90s. it on, bring it on now. Huh? That's <laughs> you, the 90s. You missed a vocation there. I think you could have been the, the sixth member of five. Well, then it could have ruined the num- numbering system, <laughs> the, the naming picture. system, couldn't I? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was a bit young to be in five, but it would have been six. Could have made an, it. An exclamation mark instead of an I, wouldn't it? Did they have? Was it? Was it five with an exclamation I'm mark? Sh- as I'm the sure I? it was. I'm gonna have to Google that now. <laughs> so they were called five, and you said it was an exclamation mark for the yeah I. Well, it wasn't. It was a five for the F. <laughs> oh, that was it. <laughs> yeah. A number five for the. So it's like five I've. Isn't it? Yeah. How ridiculous. So what other rad things did you like about the game then? Not really very much, to be honest. I I can't think of anything that sticks with me. The only thing is that you have this pinball game in your pocket. I think that's the biggest positive for it. And the novelty of that. And they captured the speed of it. I did say to you while we were playing that actually Sonic's pinball is probably the best iteration of Sonic that exists in the 90s and on those that family of consoles the mass system the mega drive and the game gear because it boiled down what people were supposed supposed to like about sonic mm. the speed into an understandable format it Same makes thing. absolute sense in pinball Something logically makes sense to the character as well, isn't it? Just curving to a ball and bouncing around these yeah. stages. And- yeah, exactly. Yeah. I suppose in a way I liked that. It was a good ver it was a version of that and it was on the go technically. But other than that, I don't think there was anything to commend it, to be honest. I think that I made the mistake of accidentally playing the Mega Drive version first. And so it's really hard going from what was actually quite a polished and nice looking game to a stripped down, quite bare version of the same thing. A lot of character in the Mega Drive version that was just lost in translation yeah. over to the, the Game Gear. You played it for longer than I did, didn't you? The Game Gear version. Yeah. How did mm. you feel going back and playing it? It was definitely worse than I remember it being. Mm. I lost time playing it just now. Both you and I had problems where we'd get stuck in loops, didn't we? Where yes. we'd be, the flipper would flip us up and you'd go up around this curved bit and then you'd hit something. Then you'd hit exactly the same point. You'd back down to the flipper, you'd then get flipped up again. I didn't really feel like I had control of what was going on in the game and it was just, I was trying no. to get out that loop. There was one point I must have been doing, going on this loop for well over a minute trying to escape it and nothing I seemed to be able to do enabled me to escape that loop that was just frustrating like it wasn't game the worst iterations of that that I came across were where it bounced I bounced Sonic into an area and then it just took a loop that totally cut me out he wasn't going anywhere near the flippers he was just going round and round this circuit on these obstacles but even I think one of the problems that you have with the translation of pinball to the game gear version of of this game is that pinball is all about precision and a millimetre or two on the flipper, if you let the ball roll ever so slightly further down the flipper, yeah. you're sending it to a completely different area of the table. And there was not enough precision in spinball on the game gear to recreate that. So I was letting it roll to the end of the flipper and sending it off. And it was just the same as letting it roll to uh, nearly the end of the flipper and sending it off. That's just not the way that pinball is. And it's not the way that the Mega Drive version of this game is either. The Mega Drive game feels far more precise and honed. And that's something you taught me playing that uh, tonight because I've always played Sonic Spinball just mashing the button and just 
making both flippers. I, so literally, I'm just mash, 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 mash. Yes, you did teach me to tell me to not do that. And I tried not to, but I just reverted did I? back. Yeah. I didn't realise that that was a teaching moment, to be yeah. honest. I didn't. I thought you were, I thought you would be somewhat au fait with, no. like, just pinball and how. I think I've only ever played pinball IRL once. There was a pinball table at the youth club that I used to go to occasionally. And on the breaks when I'd not be sat playing games, I used to go and play pinball. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like a nice little seesaw between the pinball machine and the N64. That sounds all right. So we've properly hammered the Game Gear version, I feel. But if we go over to the Mega Drive version of this game, it's a good game, isn't Mm, it, really? Definitely. And definitely recommendable. I could send people to that version of the game very happily. Would you say that's the best pinball game you've ever played on a console or just a good Sonic game? Or or is it just better than you're expecting? It's definitely not the best version that I've played on a console. There are the... I can't remember who makes them now, but there are those... The modern ones, the modern versions of pinball machines... That, come, that you can get on the PlayStation and the Xbox. Who makes those? No idea. It's like a suite, a pinball suite, and then you can download DLC for it that like maybe will be Avengers, an oh, okay. Avengers pinball machine or um, a table or whatever, like lots of different branded tables. And they are obviously, understandably as well, because they're, you know, they're 30 years in ahead of Spinball. So they're, they're the best. You did mention the first half, Yoku's Island Express. Is that, that's the oh, name, isn't yeah. it? I mean, that is an amazing game. I Did I buy that yeah. first and then you played it and then downloaded it after playing it to mine? I think we got the demo at the same time. Yeah. I think we uh, played the demo and then you bought it. We got it about the same time, I think. It's just such a brilliant game. I was absolutely hooked on that game hmm. a couple of years ago. It's it's bro. It's a oh, I'll tell you what else. I I should I, there is some humble pie to eat because even right. in the Game Gear version and the Mega Drive version, both of them were a lot bigger than I remembered them. Both of them. So yeah. in terms of saying that they were slight, there was more to them than I gave credit for. So and that's the Game Gear version and the Mega Drive version. They there was that one area first that you could then branch off either side of. So there were two. There were three segments to each level so i'll cut you off a little piece of humble pie but we'll save the rest of the episode because uh it's still not great. chunky i used to like the um free one that came with windows that the little spaceman on yeah the little space one yeah, yeah i did as well i was woman and iron about bringing that up but why why were you yeah, not sure it was, about it even though you know like i'm a massive minesweeper fan i tend to think about those free windows games as not real games they're not proper games yeah <laughs> so i like them and they are games i know they're games but uh, you you can't. It feels bad comparing them. No, you know? I know what you mean. So, but equally, I probably spent a lot more time playing that free Windows game than I did playing Sonic Spinball. I know it a lot better. He looked like Buzz Lightyear. I always thought the way he had a little purple thing over his head, the little space one in the background. I don't remember what he looked like. I thought I know that it was like a purpley mm. color palette. I used but to I just thought sit and it was like a space MP3s I downloaded off uh, LimeWire Lime or whatever, and just you sit <laughs> yeah. and listen to them and just play Minesweeper for like hours on end. What a yeah. brilliant way to spend your youth. Yep, <laughs> that was us as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we did that Napster prior to LimeWire. WinMX. What's WinMX? I don't know WinMX. Oh, that was just an- another one. Oh no. Well, I, I'm sure I must have told you that me and my now wife used to have like minesweeper showdowns yeah, you called i know that makes me sound so sad <laughs> yeah yeah it totally was that well, yeah. i think it's just nice a minesweeper. <laughs> yeah uh, well we did we used to play that while we were on msn so we'd be chatting yeah. to each other and we'd be chatting to other people and she'd be on minesweeper trying to do it and then telling me what her best time was always better than my best time so uh yeah she was definitely a better minesweeper than me i've said it before 
She's a better Minesweeper than you. Yeah, I know. And it'll be said again, I'm sure, by somebody. It'll be on your grave. Yeah, on her grave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's taking a turn. No, that felt really bad to say. <laughs> I didn't like saying that. The thing I want on my grave, just so you know for future reference. Why? Am I in charge? Well, I don't know. It might come to it. If all of your family die in one big horrible accident, I'm in charge. There's a statue in Hamburg. I think it is, uh, of a, a lady who used to go around selling lemons and they're really bitter. And on her statue of her, it says, her life was as bitter as the lemons she sold. And I always thought that was really bleak and yeah, and just depressing. And it made me laugh because of that. So that's what I want on my grave. Did she die in some awful circumstances that were Dickensian? Lemon up the bum. Lemon in her mouth. Lemon in her ear. The nose, other orifices. I don't know, honestly, I don't know. I think she just died of old age, but she was just a little lady who sold rubbish lemons. I just wondered what made her life so bitter. That's research, wouldn't you? So, where was it? Hamburg, the mm. Hamburg lemon lady. <laughs> yeah. Sounds, sounds like, a, like a ghost. Sounds like an urban myth, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. I feel a bit scared. I'm sat in the dark with my back to an open room, and I actually genuinely feel a little bit shaken at. <laughs> Uh, naming the Hamburg Lemon Lady. <laughs> like, if I do it a third time, I was she just going to say, yeah. Appear behind me. I'll s- see her rise up on my webcam. It's <laughs> enough snopes.com. Let's not say it again. Yeah, okay. The final thing I wanted to say about Sonic Spinball before we wrapped up on it was to talk about the ride based on the game. Yes, Alton Towers. Yeah. Mm. I'll listen into this a little bit more. So, this was the, a Spinball Wizard ride that was Alton Towers. Mm. And it was rebranded in from 2010 to 2015, so quite a long time after the game came out, it was rebranded to be called Sonic Spinball. It was there when you and I went. It was, yeah. Did you and I go yeah. on it together? Or? We didn't go on it. We didn't actually go on it when we were there. Have you been on it before? I don't remember why. Uh, yeah, I've been on it when it was the Spinball Wizard. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? And I don't understand why they rebranded it. I've never really thought about it, but why did they rebrand it as Sonic Spinball so late on? Yeah. Like, there was no... So nearly 20 years after the game had come out. And they nearly 20 years Sonic after Spinball. the first game. And then even even after the one on the Advance, on the Game Boy Advance, years after that, seven years after that, and then they decided that they'd mm. rebrand the very strange. They painted the track bright blue and all the cars were coloured and uh, to insight type colours and it had all mm. like, um, audio cues uh, linked to the games. Just in terms of, just to explain for anyone who's not familiar with the ride, it's, uh, I think it's called it's a Runaway Mouse, that type of ride, where it's a metal... No, a Runaway Mouse is different, I think. Is it? Okay. Yeah, I thought, because they've got run- a Runaway Mouse uh, track at Blackpool Pleasure Beach. Right. I think, uh, but I I don't know what the technical term is for it, but I didn't think it was that. I, I could be wrong. Maybe I'm talking bollocks. I'm dredging with my Roller Coaster Tycoon days. The car goes around the track and the car also spins as it goes round. And you go up these slopes that bank up and round on a on a, a vertical slope. So as the car comes back down again, it will then spin in all different ways and you spin around 360, 720 yeah. degrees or whatever as you go around. It's, it's really fun. Yeah, and sickening at the same time. Oh yeah, definitely. If you're having trouble imagining what Chris is painting, think about a waltzer mm. car from the fairgrounds, but put that on a ro- on a roller coaster track and send it at 30 miles an hour around the roller coaster track. It is very disorientating and fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's Sonic Spinball, really. Who'd recommend it to? Who would you recommend it to? Ah, there's a question. It's It's your question. Sonic fans, definitely. It's appeared a few times throughout Sonic's history. It's in the Gems collection. So that's what I was going to ask you. Because I've got the Gems collection. I've got a couple of um, collections on the GameCube. 
And one of them's Sonic Gems, and I think the other one's Mega, Mega. Collection or something like that. And I didn't realise that Sonic Spinball was on either, because I definitely didn't play it on those. Sonic Spinball for the Mega Drive is on Sonic Mega Collection, but Sonic Spinball for mm. the Game Gear is on the Sonic Gems Collection. It's on the Gems, so yeah. I've got both versions. There you go. Upstairs. Yeah, as have I. I've I got should... both as well on, on those. Yeah. Oh, unknown, unknown to me, I had them both on the GameCube. I wonder why I didn't play them. Not interested. Mm. They're actually... Those were Hannah's. Hannah... Hannah's my wife for anyone that is jumping in I've talked about her on previous episodes but Hannah is definitely a much bigger Sonic fan than I am I've always been very skeptical of Sonic as you know very well Chris and no one has really given me a reason as to why Sonic was a good game in its own right certainly not a satisfying answer anyway but Hannah's always been well into it she used to play them with her dad when she was a, a little girl on the Mega Drive and she had all of those collections, uh, like the the Mega and the Gems, she even bought like uh, what was it, Sonic and the Secret Rings? I think it was called on the Wii. Do you remember that oh, version? Was of that Sonic or Arabian? Uh, yes, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was the first Sonic game on a on a Wii, and it sort of ran on rails. Yeah. And she's the reason that we've got Sonic Generations because she said about Sonic Generations earlier, and I said mm-hmm. I played it. Well, that's because I got it for a birthday for uh, uh, when it came out, and then. Sonic Mania. We bought Sonic Mania because she came home. She'd had a, not a great day at work. So I bundled into the car and went and got a second controller for a PlayStation 4. Bought Sonic Mania on the PlayStation Store and Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy because they both came out close to each other. And we had a retro evening where she played all the games that she enjoyed from her childhood. So what good that's our... Well, I try... There's lots of things that I'm a massive letdown on, but I did all right that day. Such a smelly of corned beef. All right, I said that to you in... (laughs) You're such a shitbag. Yeah, like smelling of corned beef every so often. But don't we all? (laughs) Well, exactly. I know you do, because you come round here smelling of corned beef. Yeah, all right. Corned beef and onions. Hash browns. Stinker. No, corned beef hash, sorry, that's what I'm thinking of. Corned beef hash. Yeah, good, nice. Good call. Yeah, it's all right. Better than the Game Gear version of Sonic Spinball. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there you go. That's what I'd recommend. Okay. If you're if you're thinking about playing the Game Gear version of Sonic Spinball, find yourself a good corned beef hash, re- hash recipe and make that instead. Brilliant. Thank you, Ashley. No worries. Thank you. If you've enjoyed listening to our ramblings, you can find lots of episodes of the podcast all over the place. We're we're on Podbean, and we're on iTunes, and we're on Spotify, and we're on Amazon, all over the place. Google, Google Podcasts there. We're also on social media, all over it. We're everywhere. Like a Instagram, rash. YouTube, worse than a rash. Facebook. Is there another one? Twitter. Twitter. We're on Twitter as well. So you can find us there. Please do come and follow us. It'll let you keep up to date with what we're doing. Next week will be our 29th episode. It'll be Ashley's game that he's talked about earlier on that I'm going to love slash absolutely hate. So look out for that. And then the week after that will be our 30th episode, which in keeping with the tradition we set out in the 10th will be a game that neither of us have played before. So look out for that as well. We've already got a few ideas for what we're going to to play for that. So uh, hopefully we'll see you there. Thanks for listening and we'll see you again soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye.